good. I hope you're having a good holiday season. I know I am. Are you? Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> Even so though far. you're losing your hair, twenty. Well, yeah, you can tell, huh? Yeah, yeah. I can. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. really kind of yeah, it's embarrassing. It's noticeable. You know what? I wish I had a solution to that. There's no solution though, Glenn. That's the problem. <gasps> there, you know what's weird? Hey, friend. Yes. You know, I just heard about something called K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. Keeps dot com slash save. How does yes. it work? All you do is take a couple of pictures of your hair mm-hmm. and your head and you send it in. <laughs> just unsolicited? I just send in pictures of you my head? You send them in to Keeps. <laughs> or, and what they do is they... <laughs> There's not they, even a process? I just email them? How you does just email them okay, pictures no. of your head. Don't do and that. Then, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then they look at your hair and mm-hmm. they look at your situation they're like they have a real doctor that looks into it and says you need this then they send you the medicine the medicine that i need right to my medicine that you need right to your door without cvs without complications it's easy this sounds you won't be pulling your hair out (laughs) (laughs) where do i go to find more keeps at k-e-e-p-s dot com slash save (laughs) that's keeps dot com slash save Interaction completely made up. (laughs) All right, show starts in a minute. What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It's Monday. There's a lot to talk about today, but we're going to start with something personal. I was in the West Wing when the president found out about the Supreme Court. I'll tell you about that and why Joe Biden said he's going to fumigate and order an exorcism of the White House where they will even remove the doorknobs. That's really, really strange. Unless you noticed something that I did while I was in the West Wing this weekend. I'll tell you all about it next this is the glenn beck program so have you done all your christmas shopping yet yeah me neither me neither i'm trying to figure out when i can fit that into my schedule kind of sucks kind of sucks if you are uh, if you know somebody who is having a bad night's sleep if you know somebody that could uh, use some new pillows or some new sheets or anything for the bed, if you're looking for something uh, yourself that you can get as a couple or whatever, I don't know about you, but we're not buying Christmas presents for each other. Or like, I don't know. What do you say we get a new comforter? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're like, yeah, we've gotten to that point in our marriage. Uh, anyway, my pillow has the thing for you. If you are looking for a new pillow or you want to get somebody a great uh, Christmas present, maybe your husband, maybe your wife. My pillow from mypillow.com. The the sheets are also unbelievable. The towels are great. Uh, the the mattress pad makes your bed much more fluffy and much more comfortable. Right now, you can see for yourself 
and it has a money back guarantee until March 1st of 2021. So you can give it as a Christmas present and they still have, uh, what is it, 90 days to uh, return it if they don't love it as much as I do. It's MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. You'll be able to find the amazing offer on the pillows, which is over half off now of the pillows. And the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, the MyPillow Towel Sets. You can do it by entering the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117 for the great radio specials. It's MyPillow.com. So, my wife and I were supposed to go to the White House Christmas party on uh, Friday. And... Um, uh, she needed to stay home uh, and take care of some things at the house. So I took my youngest daughter, Cheyenne, uh, to the Christmas party. And we asked for a tour of the West Wing before the party because she has never been there. And it's kind of an extra special thing. And I wanted to show her uh, the West Wing myself. And so we went in and we went about an hour early. And we were in uh, the West Wing, which is where the Oval Office is. And we were standing in, I think it was the Roosevelt Room or the Cabinet Room. Uh, and the president uh, went into the Oval Office. And he was in there with Mike Pence and uh, Mark Meadows. And uh, I found out later, that's when they found out. Uh, about the Supreme Court. We were out in the Rose Garden and, you know, my daughter and I could see into the Oval. By the way, Melania Trump has just been so maligned, so maligned. Uh, the Rose Garden is spectacularly beautiful, even in the winter. It is really, I mean, it, the pictures just don't do it justice. It's just really beautiful. Um, anyway, so we were there and we could see and let's just say the faces weren't happy uh, in the Oval Office at that point. The president didn't make it to the White House Christmas party and it kind of uh, there was a kind of a pall over the Christmas party because everybody knew by the time all the guests arrived, everybody had heard what the Supreme Court said. Uh, I was with a couple of the AGs from the different states uh, nobody really understands why the Supreme Court just didn't hear it. What do you mean you don't have standing? What does that mean? I'd like to know. So how, does, how, how do other states, how do 21 states file a suit and it's not even heard? See, that's the problem. That's the problem. And that's why people will not get over this because they're not being heard we don't feel like there has been anyone who has def actually defended, went to Washington. How many Tea Party people did we did we send to Washington and how many of them turned on us? How many of them did nothing? Now we send Donald Trump and some of us. I didn't think he'd do it. I didn't think he'd do it at all. He did it. He stood the entire time and he went to bat for millions of Americans who have not been listened to probably almost for the last 20 years. We haven't been listened to Barack Obama. Well, I think we should listen to every you didn't listen to us. 
Not once did you listen to us. Not once did you ask to meet with anyone. Not once. You made fun of us. The press made fun of us. Then they went after Donald Trump, unlike anything I have ever seen. It's obscene what was done to him. And why was it done? Because he was actually listening to us and was actually standing against the corruption. He was just a wrecking ball. I saw an article today that, that somebody called him a bulldozer and a bulldozer doesn't uh, bulldozers never end well in a in a city where finesse is needed. No, no, I'm tired of finesse. Anybody else tired of finesse? Can we find another bulldozer? Because I'd go for a bulldozer and a crane and a wrecking ball. And, you know, maybe there's a couple of buildings that really need to be take, taken down. In fact, with an exception of the museums, all of those buildings that FDR built in the 1940s. Anyway, uh, so I'm wondering who does have standing in this? Because imagine, imagine that we're all in a classroom and we all know the rules. And, and there are 50 of us. And we are all taking a test, except four have special conditions. So we're taking the test. We all have to have it done within an hour. We all have to uh, be monitored. We have to be in the same room. So we have a teacher looking sure, make sure we're not cheating and no calculators. But we find out later that Four of the students, eh, the time didn't really matter. They didn't have anybody looking over them. And there's pretty good feeling that they probably used calculators. And we're all graded on a curve. And because of those four getting perfect scores, my A has gone to a B or my C has gone to a D. Wouldn't I, as somebody in the classroom, have standing to raise my hand and say, excuse me, what they did affected my grade. Uh, I'd like just to at least talk about what they did. If you didn't, you weren't allowed to at least talk about it and be heard, heard legitimately. You'd never get over it. You'd never get over it. By the Supreme Court saying we don't have standing, 21 states don't have standing. Now, maybe there's no case. I don't know. I know we were promised a case. I haven't really seen the case, but nobody's hearing anything. By not hearing the case, you don't have Thomas, Coney Barrett, Scalia, not Scalia, um, yeah, Alito. Alito. Uh, you don't have Alito actually on record, trusted friends, trusted people on record saying, we heard all of the evidence, there isn't anything. Now, you do have Alito and Thomas saying that, in so many words, there's nothing here to to really warrant us hearing it. 
But that's not good enough in this case. The Supreme Court should have heard this case. Because how do we come together and heal? Because the people feel that we have been wronged every step of the way. And when I say we, anyone who has supported Donald Trump, and many people support Donald Trump because of how he was treated in office. I've met several people who voted against him, voted for Hillary Clinton, were Democrats, and said, after I heard all the things, I decided to do my own homework, and I can't believe the lies that were told about him. America likes the underdog. America has always supported the underdog. America, uh, much to the uh, surprise of those on the left, Americans do like justice. They like it when the little guy wins. So I'm there in the White House. And it's not really a party atmosphere, but it was really nice. About halfway through, they said uh, the president and the first lady are not going to be uh, attending tonight. And you would think that a room full of people that flew all the way across from everywhere in the country would be disappointed. Everyone said, I completely understand that. I wouldn't come downstairs either. People traps, traipsing around in my house all the time. And then I got to go put on a happy face after I just got this news. Everyone completely understood. Now, I have a deeper understanding of what Biden did this weekend. Biden said that he was going to exercise the White House because it's riddled with COVID. And he was going to fumigate and he wants people to come in with hazmat suits and they'll tear up all the carpet and everything, and they will just sanitize that place. All the way down, it says, to replacing the doorknobs. Let me tell you what that really is about. I'll do it in 60 seconds. Sponsor this half hour is Simply Safe. This holiday season, somebody tries to break into your house. It, you could be like that kid from Home Alone. You could set up elaborate traps and swinging paint cans or electrified door handles, or you could just do Simply Safe. This holiday season, get Simply Safe for your home security. The cameras, the sensors, the home monitoring, you'll get it with Simply Safe, and it's top of the line. You can also monitor your own home from an app on your phone and have it monitored also by Simply Safe's video verification team for only 50 cents a day. Simply Safe. Simply the best home protection available on the market bar none and uh, no marbles to pick up, no paint cans to uh, accidentally spill all over your stairs. Right now you can get free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe system at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Get your free security camera ordered today simplysafebeck.com. 10 seconds station ID.
President-elect Biden is set to move in to the 55,000-square-foot mansion after his January 21st inauguration, but he is insisting that the 132-room property be thoroughly disinfected beforehand. White House historian Kate Anderson Brower said there's only a five-hour window between presidents. And I have another story remind me about the Clintons uh, and the five-hour window. Um, there's only a five-hour window uh, between presidents. That's when 95 staff have to pick up all of the Trump possessions and move the Bidens in. They will clean and replace everything. Biden is insisting that a team in hazmat suits will spray the entire residence with disinfectant after Trump leaves, remove the carpets, curtains, and furniture, all the way down to replacing the doorknobs. Now, Stu, there's five hours between anybody Trump in that, in that house. How long does COVID last on a metal surface? Yeah. Especially at, at a level that could infect someone. Correct. Right? I mean, that you can discover it uh, later on, but uh, the idea that it's going to sit there for five hours or sit in the air for five hours and infect someone is uh, beyond the scope of likely. Uh, right. <laughs> so don't you think changing the doorknobs seems a little odd doesn't it first i mean even if you believed and you were legitimately worried about it uh you would just spray down the doorknobs or right. clean them with disinfectant right. and it's not like you're going to uh you know home depot and buying a bunch of cheap doorknobs no right definitely not okay so replace the doorknobs why was that said this is my theory but i only have this theory because i took a picture of something in the oval uh, sorry in the uh, west wing and i notice little things now i've been to the west wing before and they've had these little tiny like colonial doorknobs these little oval little teeny ones you would think the man with such small hands as they always said <laughs> would like the teeny doorknobs they had but he didn't and the, he said they said the first day that he was into office he said Really? These are the doorknobs we have here? And they're like, yes, Mr. President. He said, I'll take care of that. I took a picture of all of the doorknobs now in the White House. Look at this picture. They are absolutely beautiful. Uh, I think they're solid brass. And it says the president, the seal of the president of the United States and has the eagle in the center. Donald Trump put all of those in. Okay. When they said, and we're even going to remove the doorknobs, I am convinced it was a, a jab directed directly personally to him. We will erase everything you have done. Everything. That's the kind of people you're dealing with. There's no reason to remove the doorknobs unless you're sending a message you were never here. I, that's interesting because there's certainly no justification to do it when it comes to COVID. I mean, that, there's no reason. To, <laughs> I mean, it's completely ridiculous. Obviously, that would mean 
And what would that mean to the society if every time someone had COVID and was in a room, you couldn't you touch a door. doorknobs? I mean, it would be insanity, it's, obviously. It's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. And they know it's ridiculous, but there's got to be some other message behind it. And that's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I, I'd never heard that about the doorknobs before. I've never heard it either. I honestly, I am calling the White House today and finding out if I can buy one just for the museum. Oh, yeah. They are. They're spectacular. They, they, they are truly, truly beautiful doorknobs and totally appropriate and i wouldn't i mean most people would walk by and they would never notice unless you grab the door of you know and open up one of the doors which i wasn't do- hey is this the oval office let me just open <laughs> hey, it up hey setcom <laughs> hey uh he didn't do that no. uh didn't do that um but uh i i think that's absolutely what it is now President Trump says he is going to declassify everything with the lying and the treason, uh, you know, in in his words, the Democrat lying and treason. Uh, I think he should go further than that. I think he should declassify a lot of stuff, especially the aliens. You want alien stuff. I want alien Mm -hmm. stuff. I really want alien (laughs) stuff. But he should. He should declassify everything. He says he's going to. He should. Why wouldn't he? Why shouldn't he? Don't we have a right to know this stuff? Don't we have a right to know? It's never coming out. It will never, ever come out. It will be declassified until probably 2065 when we're all dead. And then it'll come out and people will go, my gosh, they did this? (laughs) There are certain powers that are pretty cool if you're the president. Like I have was I the pardon power I think Trump is underutilized. I would be doing it all the time. <laughs> Every couple days there'd be a new person I'd be pardoning. I would find out people that I didn't like that were in legal disputes with someone else and then I would find that third party even if they were guilty and I'd pardon them anyway just to piss off the people <laughs> that I didn't like. <laughs> I would I would be it would be pardon palooza for me. Really? Yes. So if you really hated me and somebody had murdered my wife, mm-hmm. you would pardon the murderer just <laughs> to piss me off. It's a off. pretty extreme well, case, but yes. <laughs> that's exactly yes, what I would do. But yes. Okay, <laughs> good. It. I like that. I think look, it's his unquestioned I power. I hope you don't basically. ever become president. No, I would honestly. be a terrible president because <laughs> I would do this stuff all the time. Yeah. I would look for pardoning. I mean, would be the greatest thing. I would like if a uh, if I was angry at a sports team, I would I would pardon like if one team won, the other team lost, I would pardon everyone on the losing team. If I was mad at the winning team, I would go I would go to ridiculous Again, lengths. It's boiling down to murder. You're letting yeah, murder. I, wa- I want murderers everywhere. <laughs> all those, but all the murderers all the would murder. like me, and they'd all be on my team. If you want a bunch of people on your team, you want murderers on your side. Trust me. Is the Glenn Beck program. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So if you're looking to buy a home, I have a secret you need to know. Buyers who uh, started their loans are now coming out on top right now. They're ready and uh, uh, ready to complete uh, and to win. They're ready to close. If you have looked into your mortgage, and you started redoing your mortgage, and now you're like, you know what? Let's just sell the place. You're you're going to have an extra super fast time to get through. And let me tell you this: 
the earlier you start this process, the better it's going to be. I have no idea what's going to come with interest rates. Some people think that interest rates are going to go through the roof. I think they could just as easily go through the floor. But why take a chance? Just refinance now. Save all kinds of money. Call American Financing. It's only going to get harder to get a loan soon. Please. American Financing, 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. All right, head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You're going to save 10 bucks on your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. I want to play uh, a piece of audio from the Blaze TV's Elijah Schaefer, who is in Washington, D.C., covering the rallies this weekend. Listen. For months, we've seen rioting after rioting after rioting across the country in cities like this right here in Washington, D.C. And you ask yourself, could the police not stop it? Could they just not somehow prevent these riots and protests from getting out of control? Well, guess what we found out tonight? If you look right behind me, they have shut off every single road to traffic. Behind me over to right behind me, there is line after line after line for blocks of police that have cordoned everybody off and suddenly brought peace within minutes to the streets of D.C. So what you're telling me right now is that what we've witnessed over the last few months was not because cities couldn't control themselves, not because D.C. couldn't get under control. It's because they intentionally let the violence happen and they didn't use their tactics, skill or force to prevent the madness. And tonight what you're seeing is hypocrisy. We have Elijah Schaefer joining us now. Hello, Elijah. How are you? I'm doing all right, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. You bet. So, um, you know, this is a democratically run city, uh, run into the ground most of the time by Democrats. They couldn't stop the rioting. They had statues that were pulled down, attacked. Uh, And then this weekend, I was in Washington, D.C. as well, and I've never seen a place more locked down than this. Yeah. So, you know, when I when I'm talking about the fact that the police used new tactics this weekend to control crowds, <laughs> I mean that in the most sarcastic way possible. I mean, this is these are not new training tactics. This is just the first time I'm seeing them implemented. And what's sad is is that this is not just a theory. I have contacts in the Metropolitan Police Department who contacted me specifically and confirmed my theory and said, this is true. We've known how to keep crowds separate, how to keep them from businesses, how to exhaust them by, you know, cordoning them off and marching them through the streets. We just were told to stand down. We were told to let off previously, meaning the government, especially in our nation's capital, sanctioned the destruction of federal property, the destruction of private property, and chaos in the streets of an American city That was a government choice, and that's a disgrace. And yet there were uh, four people stabbed and 33 arrested uh, over the weekend during these uh, protests. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, so let's, let's be honest here. Number one, you know, Twitter, where conversations take place, likes to continue to say four people got stabbed. Let's clarify, these were Trump supporters that were stabbed. Uh, They want to make it sound like Trump supporters walked around and stabbed a bunch of random people in the streets. Mm -hmm. Um, On top of that, you know, people continually are talking about how, oh, you know, people stabbed the Trump supporters in self-defense. 
And I go, oh, we have a bunch of Kyle Rittenhouse fans out there on Twitter that I didn't know about talking about the need to use weapons for self-defense in serious situations. It's fun to see that suddenly everyone wants the acquittal of Mr. Rittenhouse. I, I can't wait for them at the next trial. Um, but on top of that, um, what was happening, as always, is that anti-Trump protesters, agitators were going around the streets at night and were trying to disrupt and cause problems um, at at during the march of the Proud Boys and the people in the streets. And they were going around attacking people. Um, some of the Proud Boys fought back um, and this individual pulled out a knife um, stabbed one of the one of the Proud Boys uh, in the lung, popped the lung. Uh, they stabbed a few others. This was just a single altercation. Police broke it up within minutes. But that just shows you how volatile these situations can be. That even though police can gain control, um, it doesn't stop people from you know being critically wounded. I do believe they are expected to survive, uh, but I do know that they were in critical condition the last time that I checked but they are being stabilized. So are you saying that the Proud Boys uh, were not causing any problems themselves? They were attacked? Yeah, so this is what I want to bring up, and I want to clarify this to the American people. You know, I'm not a Proud Boys apologist. Uh, by no means am I there to, to defend a certain group. I'm just there to document. But when it came to the police, right, the police were holding back both the Proud Boys and uh, Antifa and BLM. Antifa and BLM were throwing bricks, water bottles, rocks at the police who were holding them back. The Proud Boys were just taking a knee and standing there. I watched officers get injured, one limp away. I saw an officer get hit to the ground by these objects. I mean, this shows you the difference in the sides. Um, Not to mention, you know, I do know the Proud Boys did want to fight, you know, some of these Antifa and BLM members. But I can tell you that the primary agitators that night um, Antifa was sending uh, reconnaissance people uh, on bikes with two-way radios, um, mm-hmm. you know, into the Proud Boys crowd. I mean, they, they, were, they were looking for a fight. And these were not just, you know, random, uh, as they like to say online, you know, frustrated black young men and women who just wanted civil rights who were being targeted by white supremacists. These, these are white, young, young 20-somethings. Yes. <laughs> yes, these are radical anarchists, communists, people who have uh, believe in extreme agendas that uh, are looking to cause altercations because they know that not only will the police do nothing, but they know that the media is on their side. And guess what? They were right. Not only could they stab Trump supporters, but they could get away with it and they could let the blame on the Trump supporters because the media has their side. Elijah, there was one video that made the rounds a lot, at least from um, the mainstream side of uh, seemingly a couple uh, walking away, trying to get away from what was described as a group of Proud Boys members, and they were being sort of sucker punched. I mean, the video was pretty, pretty bad. Do you have any idea what that that incident was about? Yeah, I think, are you talking about the older couple? It's like a young, um, well, not young, but they were supposed to be like a Christian couple. If it's the video I'm talking, I'm thinking about that was captured by Drew Hernandez, is that, is that what you're referring to? I'm not sure. This was one that was, that was more touted by, it seemed like, the left and the mainstream media, saying that the Proud Boys were beating up a couple as they were trying to exit the, the area. Yeah, see, I, okay, maybe I haven't seen that, that video, and I would be happy to, to see it, you know. Um, I, I can tell you this, you know, I did see a few couples beat up by Antifa and BLM. I did see a lot of chaos and confusion. Um, I would say that there's, you know, 
I'd say there's jerks probably on every side of right. the political battle, you know? <laughs> so if, if somebody did fight, I'm, well, I would condemn that. Uh, if the Proud Boys were attacking an old couple, I haven't seen that. But, you know, those people should be held accountable. And if they committed a crime, they should be, you know, charged or prosecuted for, for violence. Uh, but what I think is so interesting about the hypocrisy here, the left gets onto one video and they go, well, here's the video of this happening. And you go, well, want to see the dozen or more videos of the other side doing greater mm-hmm. or worse things? Well, no. you're not going to get that. Listen to this Washington Post article. Uh, multiple people stabbed after thousands gather for pro-Trump demonstrations in Washington. Thousands of massless rally, gal- uh, rally goers who refused to accept the results of the election turned downtown Washington into a falsehood-filled spectacle Saturday, two days before the Electoral College will make the president's loss official. In smaller numbers than the gathering last month, they roamed from the Capitol to the mall and back again, seeking inspiration from speakers who railed against the Supreme Court, Fox News, President-elect Joe Biden. The crowds cheered for recently pardoned former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, marched with conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, and stood in awe of a flyover from what appeared to be Marine One. But at night, the scene became violent. At least four people were stabbed near Harry's Bar and 11th and F Street Northwest, uh, a gathering point for the Proud Boys, a male chauvinist organization with ties to white nationalism. The victims were hospitalized and suffered possibly life-threatening injuries, D.C. fire spokesman Doug Buchanan said. It was not immediately clear which groups the attackers or the injures might have been affiliated. The violence escalated after an evening of face-offs with counter-protesters that took place near Harry's, Black Lives Matter Plaza, Franklin Square, and other spots downtown. This is... I mean, is there any doubt who the bad guy is in this story? You know, Glenn, I, you know, your, your listeners cannot see me. My, my hand is just covering my face when I hear that because, number one, I want to say, what a wonderful piece. I mean, now I know why Cuomo got an Emmy. Whoever wrote <laughs> that should get, like, a Tony for, you know, for writing the best play I've ever seen because that whatever they wrote is a fictional story that did not happen. That is not what went down. I mean, what an incredible manipulation of facts to try to control a narrative that's untrue. I want to make three corrections. Number one, um, this was not a fanfare of fairy tales. These were individuals and speakers talking about facts, about truth, about things that they saw and witnessed, uh, about court cases and testimony. Um, And there was nothing outlandish that I heard said during the speeches. These were very normal people like Sebastian Gorka that were speaking at this event, not insane people. Alex Jones wasn't speaking there. Um, Alex Jones wasn't marching with the event. He was leading something else, which is fine. And Alex, I like, I think Alex is a cool guy. He's, you know, he's he's a very interesting individual, but you know, he's got his own thing, but you know, they, they, they try to tie him in you know, to try to discredit, you know, as if that does something. I don't know. But on top of that, and there's the pictures. I can show you uh, gifts. I can show you AP images. I can show you from Daily Mail, videos from friends, verified accounts, even obscure individuals that, I mean, it's very gruesome and it's very sad of watching the knights enter from black clad, black block individuals with face coverings, stabbing people in Proud Boy, you know, the typical Perry yellow uh, 
polo that they wear. I mean, you would have to be blind to not be able to clearly watch this video, understand the agitation, see the knife go in, and you can frame by frame watch this happen. And this journalist says, we, we just don't know. I mean, this person is either drunk, stupid, or purposely misleading their audience, and I'd probably either go for all three or at least just the last one. Yeah, there is no there's no truth in the uh, media at all. And we all we all know that. But thank you for being there, Elijah. We appreciate it. I'm glad you're safe. Uh, I was there. I left uh, Saturday around midday. And as someone who did a rally that had five hundred thousand in attendance and a administration and a local government that would made it almost impossible for us to have. I was shocked at how locked down that city was. I almost didn't make it to the airport because I got up at eight o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning, had to leave by eight. Uh, and they said, the hotel said no cars in or out unless you can walk to the airport. You're not going. I'm like, what are you talking about? The entire city, you saw it, was shut down early saturday morning the the exits into washington on the freeway were taped off with a cruiser sitting right behind every single exit i don't know how you got in if you weren't already there you weren't getting into washington it's obscene the way they have suddenly shut this city down and when we know why they're doing it, they weren't doing it, as you pointed out at the very beginning. They weren't doing it for BLM. Those people ruled the town. But if you want to stand for law and order, <laughs> law and order is standing against you, I guess. It's a phenomenal thing. Thank you so much, Elijah. Appreciate it. Back in just a second. Let me tell you about Omaha Steaks. I'm... I'm not a guy that likes to defer to experts on most things because I think I'm sick and tired of the experts because they're usually wrong. But uh, when it comes to the steak I eat, I'm going to acquiesce to the experts. Omaha Steaks. I mean, they are they are just the best and the most tender. Omaha Steaks have been leading uh, the industry, and they've been the leading expert in great steak for literally a century. Right now, Omaha Steaks has the deluxe grillers assortment. And if you get that, you'll also get four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer at an exclusive price. You just go to omahasteaks.com and enter the promo code back into the search bar. Extra burgers plus an extra gift that's on the list of any serious griller. And these are not just steaks. These are It's a fantastic gift and a great way to share the joy of the season. You can cut them literally with a spoon. Their fillets are so tender omahasteaks.com use beck in the search bar when you go to omahasteaks.com look for the search bar type in just my last name beck and it will take you right to where the gourmet grill packs and all the specials are for the holidays go to omahasteaks.com use the promo code beck in the search bar for all the savings omahasteaks.com you're listening to glenn Uh, so one of uh, Andrew Cuomo's former advisors uh, yesterday accused Governor Cuomo 
of sexually harassing her for years. She said, quote, I know I'm not the only woman. Uh, yes, Governor Cuomo uh, sexually harassed me for years. Many saw it and watched. I could never anticipate what to expect. I would be grilled on my work, which was very good, or harassed on my looks, or it would be both in the same conversation. Not knowing what to expect was the most upsetting part, aside from knowing that no one would do a damn thing even when they saw it. No one. And I know I'm not the only woman. This is the single least surprising news story in, of all time. Is it? Yes. I have really? never been surprised less by a news story. If I saw a news story this morning that came out and said, the sun has come up. I would be less surprised than I am by this news story. Really? Yes. Really? I, <laughs> I, 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 you know, look, you just. Now, you know, I'm only bringing this up because you hate him so much. Uh, you know what, Glenn? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we don't hate people. That's not a word that we use. Of no, it's course. not. Um, we do know that Andrew Cuomo is awful. Yeah, we do. Dot com. We do, we uh, do we know, know that, that for a yeah. fact. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, look, the, he's. You could see he's abusive to people who don't work for him in public. Imagine what this guy is doing behind the scenes to people he sees as his lessers, which, by the way, every person who works with him, he sees as a lesser and every person in the United States he sees as a peon and a lesser. That is his foundational principle. Everyone is worse than him. She says there's fewer things more scary than giving this man even more control because they're talking about him. As our AG. Amen. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, everybody knows PayPal, but did you know that they were teaming up with Honey to save you money? Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And now it's part of the PayPal family. Just add Honey to your computer and shop on all of your favorite sites like normal. When it comes to checkout, just click the little Apply Coupons button when it pops up. A few seconds later, Honey scans the database for all the working coupons on the web and watch your price drop. Honey works on nearly every online store, Walmart, DoorDash, Home Depot, uh, lululemon macy's honey has found over two billion dollars in savings that's why they have over a hundred thousand five-star reviews on google chrome store not using honey is literally passing up free money it is free to use and installs in just a couple of seconds get money for free by joining honey join honey.com slash back that's join honey.com slash back hey i'm gonna be the first person to show up to get the uh, vaccine aren't you Stu? Oh, no, wait. Tomorrow is opposite day. I'm sorry. Not a chance. Not a chance. Are you going to go take it? I was. I registered for the trials. For the vaccine trials. I'm you very also, pro-vaccine. I've told you, you this many times. I want all the needles. Give you, me all the needles. Inject me with things. This guy also <laughs> drank a glass of weed killer. Roundup. Yes, I, it was. It was. Did not taste no, good. But I I'm thought still about alive. you. I I thought about you because mm-hmm. I I met with a this this great old cowboy a few weeks ago up at the ranch. He comes up. He's dying. And he says it's because of Roundup. Really? Yeah, riddled with cancer. And I was like, there is still hope for me. I could still lose Stu. <laughs> That's where your mind went? That's where my mind went. I don't know why. The Glenn so program. sorry about that. 
All right. We're going to talk about uh, COVID and the mask thing. And uh, hey, did you hear the really good news about what uh, uh, Bill Gates have been working on with vaccines? I, I said any needle Bill Gates got laying around, just, uh, just, just jam it in. Yeah, jam it into my jam arm. Jam it into yep. his arm. <laughs> That's what I'm for. It's definitely not the mark of the beast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Patriot Mobile. So there's a week left on Patriot Mobile's Christmas special. I urge you to look into it. Consider switching. Vitally important as we roll into this new year that we work to support conservative businesses when we can. Big mobile companies contribute a portion of your bill to the leftist causes like Planned Parenthood. But Patriot Mobile does the opposite. They contribute to conservative and Christian causes. And you get the same great service at affordable plans. And you can't go wrong where everybody's on the same cell tower now. Until December 19th, get a Samsung A11 for yourself and someone close. That's two phones absolutely free. Or bring your own phone and get a free month of service. Patriot Mobile, the nation's only Christian mobile company. And they'll donate to conservative causes like supplying right now children with Bibles. That's so radical. Can you believe that's radical now? Mm. That's like, how dare them do that? Go to patreonmobile.com slash back. Call their uh, U.S.-based customer service team if you don't want to go online. 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders, you're going to save even more. Same great service, lower price, and they actually celebrate Christ- uh, Christmas. And they don't fund, you know, baby killing. So how great is that? Hey, Verizon, hear us now? Switch to Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash back. PatriotMobile.com slash back. Well, let's uh, let's take you down memory lane here, or what is now called in the media memory holes, where it just kind of just drifts down the memory hole. Luckily, we have a lane where we keep all of those memories, and we'd like to stroll down it now. Down memory lane on the COVID goalposts. This is the point about bending the curve. A surge of cases will overwhelm hospital capacity, both the beds, the supply lines. That's a surge of cases. So you need to stretch it out Mm -hmm. with social distancing and other measures to bend the arc, stretch out the care. We need to bend the curve in the state of California. We must flatten this curve and we must social distance. And there's no way around this. We must work together to bend the curve. We are... Doing social distancing with the idea of flattening the curve and trying to prevent overwhelming our healthcare infrastructure. The flattening, possible flattening of the curve is uh, better. And the quicker you do the work to make sure that you flatten the curve, the more lives you will save. We've never been fully closed. We'll never be completely open until we have a cure, but I do believe that we can take steps. Well, today they say the steps we've taken are making a big difference, but it's far too soon to let up now. We could see a year of on and off social distancing while we wait for either herd immunity or a vaccine. In the absence of any treatment or vaccine, it could take up to 12 to 18 months to build up enough immunity in the population to free us from that. The exit from this is going to be one of two things, uh, ideally one of which is a highly effective vaccine. I worry that when we do have a vaccine, that people will think, great, I'm protected. I can now throw away my mask. So it is possible and conceivable you could get the vaccine, be protected, your health is gonna be fine, you're not gonna get sick, 
but you still could get an asymptomatic case, pass it on to your grandmother and kill her. There's this um, false sense of hope that, oh boy, in, in December 15th, we're going to get this vaccine and people will start getting vaccinated and we can just uh, forget about wearing a mask and socially distancing and washing our hands. But we have to continue that. We might have to social distance until 2022. Even through early 2022, unless we help other countries get rid of this disease mm. and we get high vaccination rates in our country, the risk of reintroduction will be there. Well, you got it from Bill Gates. 2022. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe 2022. I mean, the guy came up with the paperclip thing on your computer. You're trying to tell me he's <laughs> I mean, wrong on this? Come on, man. I mean, look, I, I, I think uh, I'm very I'm I take this differently, I think, than a lot of people uh, maybe in the audience and that like I am super impressed with Operation Warp Speed. So am I. I, I mean, I'm I'm actually amazed by it. I mean, you know, th there's this tweet that's going out that's, you know, citing all these people that are saying, you know, Trump was uh, Trump says he's going to have a vaccine by the end of the year. And, and experts say that this would be a miracle. Kind of is a miracle. Like, I mean, as no, much as I, as much as no, no, no. their motivation for saying those things was solely to destroy Donald Trump. Well, I saw this. But I mean, this really is a miracle type of moment, assuming it works the way that it is expected so, to work. I agree with you. In fact, the media now agrees with you. They're yeah, not calling yeah. it Operation Warp Speed. Hmm. They're now calling it the COVID Manhattan Project. <laughs> Anything They're now not, so impressed yeah. that it's the Manhattan Project. As soon definitely, as the election's over. Yeah, definitely not anything that Donald Trump called it. A lot of a lot of conservative commentators made the point uh, with some, uh, you know, I can understand why it was made in that co the uh, the COVID storyline would disappear and, you know, come a oh, day no. after the election. And that, obviously that has not been true. I mean, it's we're we are having a lot of people die. Still. Because however, the vaccine skepticism from the media has disappeared oh yeah as soon as soon as we got past the election they all of a sudden recognize what an amazing scientific achievement we need this a is. passport of some sort we need verification <laughs> we need to line everybody up <laughs> rouse, 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 and get the vaccination <laughs> i mean it, it's look i i i think he i i think trump did something utterly amazing here and proved what a lot of conservatives have been arguing for a long time if you get out of the way uh, and and create an environment that these companies can innovate. They can do incredible things. This is a, a victory for capitalism. Yep. It's a victory for the Trump administration. Yep. And uh, you never hear it talked about uh, in those terms during during any media conversation about the vaccine. Well, we don't know who's going to have the vaccine. Good thing that mm -hmm. Bill Gates was working with MIT a few years ago mm -hmm. and has developed almost a tattoo like substance. <laughs> this is true. No, I know. I, I, you, I don't what know. do you say? Well, it's nothing. It's not tied to this. It has nothing to do with this vaccine. I don't no, know why I know. we're discussing I, it today. No, I know it has nothing to do with this vaccine, mm -hmm. but it is mm -hmm. for vaccinations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He developed it so we could know that kids had their vaccinations. But to be clear, Donald Trump is not implementing this as part of no. the, the vaccine no. process but here Donald with Donald Trump, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you heard the news, mm -hmm. Donald Trump. He's yesterday's news. Yeah, He's out I've of here, been hearing brother. a lot of that. He yes. is out of here. Yeah. You know, so but, they've got some mm -hmm. things they got to do. And, oh, God. and I'm just saying. So get your vaccine before January 20th. Is that I wouldn't saying? be surprised <laughs> to see it suddenly mm, start to tattoo all of us. Mm. That, uh, and it's weird because <laughs> it's like once you take it, you can't get rid of it. Mm. Which is like the, uh, what is that thing called? Uh, 
the marker of the dog or something uh, like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the mark of the beast. Right. That's what it. <laughs> it's definitely not the mark of the beast. I, I will say in your uh, in in the montage that uh, we just heard, there's a lot of talk about like, oh, dude, you're gonna wear your mask till 2022. I mean, first of all, if this thing is actually 90 percent effective, no one's going to be doing that. But there is the other side of this, which is if it's not taken by people, well, then this stuff does continue. Right. All of these people continue to, to ask you to wear a mask. Until we have herd mentality, herd, herd immunity. immunity. Which is, you know, they think about 70% of the population, right. 60 to 70% of the population. I'm, I'm telling you now. And you figure about 15 already have it. Like me, I'm a COVID-19 survivor. Uh, but uh, I think I have it. Yeah, you, you did test negative. Uh, I tested negative, yeah. but I, I never took it for the antibodies. But everyone in my family had it. Yeah. And, and you I were, was locked up with them. You were also not even attempting to distance from your own family who had it actively. Well, uh, I sleep with my wife. Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't do. sleep with my wife when she had it and I didn't. You're supposed you're, you're supposed that's to probably t- because your wife. Probably she's also said, disgusted by yeah, me in every way. Like, but I'm that's not all. Sleeping with you. She's like, I swear I have COVID. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, like people a have to people have to take it right. If 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 70 percent of the population says they're not going to take it, which is not what the polls are showing at all. The polls are showing about 80 percent of people are open to taking it in the, in the first few months. About 40 percent of people are like day one. I'm in. Another 40 percent are like, let me wait like a few weeks to see if people start exploding. Then I'm in. So, uh, so it's, it's an overwhelming majority. You think of people. there's a chance? Yeah, that's they want to make sure. <laughs> right. to get what happened the- to what happened to Stu? All I, I see know. is just a pile of goo where he was sitting. He's like that whale. They exploded on the beach, <laughs> which is actually a pretty good metaphor for me if I exploded. Uh, but yeah, no, there is that. There's the hesitance of like I don't necessarily want to be first in line. But if people seem to be okay, I mean, like the, uh, the I just don't. These I, are large trials, and and the main the main side effect they're showing is soreness at the injection site, which again I kind of expect deal. with a needle. There yeah. have been some people with chills. Uh, there have been a couple of, of things that, that that worry that worry people enough to make sure that they're kind of it, recommending people with. I mean, this is legitimately what they're saying: people with allergies to the ingredients of the vaccine should not take the vaccine. Well, yes. Is, well, that not, is that not obvious? If you are allergic to the thing in the vaccine, you should not take but, the vaccine. But here's the here is the real problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm not anti-vaccine. I am anti being forced to take it. And I also am much more into herd immunity. I mean, when my wife said I have covid, I gave her a big kiss. Yeah. That's I the mean, terrible idea, but well, yes, that is what you did. Uh, remember, though, herd fine. immunity, that is what a vaccine does. Right. The idea of I having a vaccine is to get you to herd I immunity. I know. The problem with it is, is this is the first time this has ever been done. Yeah. they've. It's a, what's it, RNA? A- a- mRNA yeah, M- vaccine. It, yeah. So basically what it does is it, 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 a lot of vaccines will introduce like a deactivated part of a virus to tell your body, hey, when you see this, attack it. Right. So it's ready when you get the real virus and, and the active virus. That's that's a and there are vaccines that are going uh, down that road as well. This vaccine is different. This vaccine tells your body to create the proteins that surround the virus. So it's telling your body to do something. Your body is creating the actual protein, and then your immune system sees this protein, says that's weird. Let's attack it. Attacks it, gets the antibodies ready. So when you actually get the vaccine. Uh, or would you excuse me when you actually get the virus if you were to get it in some store or something your body would already be prepared to attack it and would attack it with but the this antibodies. is the first time that this has been tried and 
the way it tricks your body there there is you know uh it's like yeah skepticism you know it's just it's there's cautionary uh wait a minute we we haven't seen long-term effects of this because nothing like this has ever been done yeah it's basically providing blueprints to your body to create a protein Right. And when it creates that protein, your body recognizes it as foreign and attacks it and prepares it for the virus. You're right. It's it's a new it's a new technology. The the good thing about it is it can be this is why it was done so quickly. One of the reasons why it was done so quickly. Uh, if this technology works, which they do expect it to, obviously, um, it would provide a pathway to get rid of a lot of really serious ailments i mean it's really promising i can understand why people though are like i don't necessarily want to be first in line for that and to your long-term point there is no solution to this if 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 we if we if our goal is to completely out uh uh, you know uh rule out long-term effects because we'd have to wait 30 years and we'd just be by that time we would already pass so it is a that's why i would say take it if you are the most vulnerable Mm -hmm. but don't give it to our kids yeah they have not they have not tested on anyone under 16 so they are ruling well i still consider 16 a kid yeah that's what i mean you know and i don't think they're not recommending it for anyone under 16 at this point it's emergency youth use authorization so but that's not where they're headed they want i mean bill gates wants the entire world vaccinated with this thing no, yeah. thank you. I don't need the vaccine. I don't want the vaccine. Yeah, I mean, look, at least at this point, I, I, I and I, I support your right on per, especially especially on personal liberty grounds to be able to say no. You should always there should not be mandating this thing. And the good thing about this particular vaccine, unlike others, is that if the effectiveness as is as high as they expect it to be, there's no there's no justifiable reason to mandate it. Now, Andrew Cuomo will do it anyway because he's a terrible human being in every way possible. But there's no if there's an, if you're at 90 percent, 90 percent effectiveness, there's no reason to to uh, to mandate this. If you're living in Illinois, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, California, New York, New York, you're going to be you're going to be mandated because uh, they're talking about. I mean, I believe that Dershowitz is right. The federal constitution, the feds could never mandate it. No. Never. It's against the constitution. You know, I don't even, even know Biden what that is means. saying that. Yeah. Biden is even saying I'd have to go to individual governors to get them to do right. it. Right. So the individual governors are going to have to be the ones to do it. Now, the feds will tie all kinds of health care money. They'll make it difficult. Every, they'll make it really difficult. But if you're in, let me just say this. If you're in South Dakota, you have a governor that won't do it. Everywhere else is up for grabs. But I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think yeah. I, I would be surprised if red states mandate this. I would be. I mean, there may be one or two, but I'm saying generally speaking, I, would, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. Again, that's positive, right? I mean, like, I think what, what I'm saying is I think it's going to be effective enough and you're going to wind up seeing positive results. These death numbers will actually go down when enough people start mm-hmm. having these vaccines that it's going to be something that people are fine getting. I mean, look, people get all sorts of vaccines all the time that mm-hmm, they don't have mm-hmm. to get. I mean, this is not like no, we act no as problem. if the vaccine is this really highly controversial thing. It's highly polarized where there's a small percentage of the population who will not get them. Right. And well, then there's a much larger percentage of population that I can whatever get it over with. I want to go. I want my movie theaters. To here's open the thing. Again. If I'm going and I am and you are, too, we're going mm-hmm. on a cruise. You got to you have to have the vaccine to go on a cruise. That's like you have to have a vaccine to go to Africa. OK, 
Fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good uh, example. Uh, yeah, you like know, when people I'll, do I'll the international the travel, it won't be a problem. Uh, if you force me to take it, I got a problem with that. Please don't do this. I don't know if there's any. I'm sure there's no one out there that would actually care about the outcome. Because you know what? Andrew Cuomo does not care how many people get COVID in his state. He cares about how many books books he sells and how good he looks to the media and how many times he can go on TV and brag about himself. But like, if you actually care about this vaccine being successful and people not getting COVID-19, do not mandate the vaccine if you mandate the vaccine you will get a giant chunk of the population who will not get it because you've mandated it. and that's exactly why they will do it because it will divide Ugh. us even more Ugh. all right let me stop quick tell you about amac the association of mature american citizens it's the replacement for aarp because aarp sucks I almost went on. I almost went on. Uh, AMAC, you're not only getting the kind of benefits you deserve and need, but you're also going to be part of a conservative activism group while you're in the process. Right now in Washington, AMAC voter fraud petition is going on. It's passed 165,000 signers weeks ago. It's growing every day. The petition is active in D.C., and it's going out to the state governors, the attorneys general, the secretaries of state, state legislators, members of the House, uh, the Senate, Attorney General William Barr, who... I've got a lot to say about him. <laughs> I can't keep track of these things anymore. Stand, stand with AMAC as they fight the good fight by becoming a member today. You know the only person that could be worse? Andrew Cuomo. Yes. Well, and he's he is being worse. considered. Mm -hmm. uh, the benefits are great. The cause is even greater. Join right now at amac.us slash Beck. That's amac.us slash Beck. AMAC is better, better for you, better for America. 10 seconds, station ID. So Dave Portnoy's in the news again for a rant on the insanity of New York politicians. Listen to this. New York City just closed indoor dining. What do they think is going to happen? What, what do they think is going to happen to the thousands of restaurants? The bar? They're done. They've scratched and clawed. And now a few politicians in New York City is like, eh, you're done. We're shutting it down. No indoor dining. How do you expect these people to survive? What are people going to go out to dinner now in ice cold temperatures? It's insanity. And this isn't about Corona or how dangerous and the hospitals and rising. It's not. I can't believe in this country what I consider the most basic right of them all. The right to earn a living. The right to earn a livelihood is now being stolen. It is being stolen by a few politicians who believe they are smarter than me and you. They believe they have the right to tell me and you how to live our lives. Something you could never imagine. Basic freedoms they are stealing. And I'm not over saying it. They are stealing it. If I start Barstool and I work my to the bone for a decade and I got right to the point of making it and you pulled the plug without me having the chance, I would rather die. If somebody wants to go out, where do you think they're going? House parties. It doesn't even make sense. You're not even protecting the people. The people who will be going to these restaurants are still going out. I promise you, all you're doing is ruining thousands and thousands and thousands of lives. Absolutely right. He's absolutely right. Restaurants, 
businesses are starting to stand up as they should. More in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Alan West says maybe we need to secede. Maybe we need to. We're going to talk to him next. Uh, I'm sure you agree. Now is the best time of any to have all of your online information stolen by a cyber criminal because we're all online. Where a lot of us are doing our shopping for the holiday season. And uh, besides, I mean, space bunnies, vampire space bunnies could come down and we wouldn't be surprised. You think it's 2020, man. You think your stuff is not going to be stolen? Of course it is. It's 2020. This is why you need Norton 360. A lot of tools in protecting your online information, and Norton 360 is the toolbox that contains them all. When you get Norton 360, you're getting real-time protection against existing and, emergency, and emerging cyber threats that could put your information at risk. You also get a VPN with bank-grade encryption, a password manager. No one can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is really the toolbox. It keeps giving year, all year long. Get 50% off your annual subscription right now for your first year. 50% off at Norton.com slash Beck. Norton.com slash Beck. And if you want some uh, Christmas presents for all your conservative friends, GlennBeckMerch.com. GlennBeckMerch.com. Get your stuff today. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Looking for a holiday gift. We're going to get into some of the holiday gifts uh, next hour. Uh, but we just uh, we just put up glennbeckart.com, glennbeckart.com, the COVID series and the political series. I personally like the, uh, the Joe Biden playset uh, from China. It's great. Uh, you'll find it at glennbeckart.com. Great holiday gift. Okay, we have... Um, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West on uh, with us. Now, he is the guy who delivered uh, Texas and fought real hard. The things that are going here in Texas, going on with the uh, with the Democratic Party, shady games, uh, millions and millions and millions of dollars coming into the state to flip it blue. He kept it red. Welcome, Alan West. How are you? Hey, it's good to be with you, Glenn, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So you said something uh, this weekend, if I may quote, Supreme Court in tossing Texas lawsuit that was joined by 17 states, 106 U.S. congressmen, has decreed the state can take an unconstitutional action and violate its own election law, resulting in damaging effects on the other states that abide by the law while the guilty state suffers no consequence. This decision establishes as a president, uh, precedent that says states can violate the U.S. Constitution and not be held accountable. This decision will have far-reaching ramifications for the future of our constitutional republic. Perhaps law-abiding states should bond together and form a union of states that will abide by the Constitution. I, I'm for that. I'd like to know what you mean by that. Well, it's very simple, Glenn, and I know that there are some people that have shown their ignorance and incompetence saying that I'm calling for secession, when actually the people that are violating and not following the Constitution are the seditionists and those uh, that are advocating secession. The bottom line is that how will states be able to protect themselves 
if by our Constitution, if states have a grievance and they do have a First Amendment right to petition their government for redress or grievance, if they have a grievance against another state, the original jurisdiction of that by the Constitution goes to the Supreme Court. But yet the Supreme Court just said in their decision last week, uh, Friday, that uh, they're not going to hear it. They tossed it out. So how do we make sure that states who are following the law and they are you know, receiving damages because of states that did illegal act- activities and constitutional actions violating their own election law by having courts, by having secretaries of state, by having governors change election law, where do they go? to redress their grievances. And so I think it is very important, very imperative that we do start looking at how these states, uh, if we're going to have a more perfect union, which is what the preamble of the Constitution said, and abide by the Constitution, they have to look at how they can bind together and have a strong voice if the Supreme Court is going to continue to take this stance of not protecting law-abiding states, which, under the 14th Amendment, there is an equal protection under the law clause. So let's let's stick with the Supreme Court decision first, and then we'll get to the rest of this. Um, the Supreme Court uh, did reject hearing it. I think that was a massive mistake, especially when mm-hmm. half the country feels like nobody's listening to us. Nobody's even listening to us. Um, they should have listened. Whether that changed the outcome or not, it should have been ruled on. However, the one thing that was ruled on uh, was the the case itself? They threw it out, and even Scalia, uh, Barrett, uh, and, not Scalia, but uh, God, why do we keep screwing him up with Alito? Alito and, Alito and, uh, and Thomas agreed with not hearing it. What does that tell well, you, if anything? Well, it tells me that I, I am very concerned that the Article Three of the Constitution says that courts are supposed to interpret law. Now, if all of a sudden we have justices that decide, you know, that they're not going to interpret the law, they have actually abdicated one of their enumerated duties and responsibilities. So they should have at least heard the case, should have allowed the evidence to come forward and make a decision on it and not just simply say we're not going to accept the case. And so, therefore, it comes back to my statement. What protection do law abiding states have against states that are going out there and violating the Constitution and violating law. You cannot have states that all of a sudden decide, well, we're going to have this universal mail-in ballot thing. You don't have to have signature verifications. We'll accept these ballots anytime after the the uh, November the 3rd election. And look at what has happened in New York. Claudia uh, Tenney is supposedly up by 12 ballots, and then guess what happens? Oh, we found 12 ballots. Mm-hmm. So if you want to talk about disenfranchising legal voters, it's these unconstitutional acts that are doing it. But like you just said, where do people go? Where do states go to have their voices heard? The right to petition their government for redress of grievances. That is the foundation of our Declaration of Independence that Thomas Jefferson wrote. So what did, what do I would imagine the AGs would need to get together and and do this together to make sure that they are blocking unconstitutional rulings etc etc what does that mean to you in in your eyes how do they do that 
Well, I mean, I am not a lawyer by trade. I'm just a simple, stupid paratrooper that took a note to the Constitution back in 1982. And I just see this as a threat. I see this as a fracture to our constitutional republic. So it's not just the state attorney generals. It's also the uh, state legislators. If you are a state legislator in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, or Wisconsin, you need to rise up. You need to stand up and say that we cannot allow the the uh, the judicial branch in our state or the executive branch in our state to supersede and to uh, usurp our, our our duties and our responsibilities. They cannot change law. We're the ones that have been duly elected by the people to do such. So I think another thing that needs to happen, these state legislatures need to bond together. And I would hope that the state legislatures in these respective four states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, will take an action and take a stand today. Do you see that happening? Have you heard any rumblings of that? I have not. And it just goes back to me asking the question is the courage that it took uh, back in 1776 for those 56 men to stand up and establish these United States of America. I am really concerned that we still have that courage in this country. I have often thought of the only words that were spoken by George Washington during the actual Constitutional Convention. Um, they, of course, New York was looking for special exceptions and handouts, as usual. Uh, and Ben Franklin had fought and fought and fought against it. And they were starting to get, you know, starting to enter into really horse trading. And it was getting ugly. And the whole room stopped. And Ben Franklin looked at George Washington and he he stood up and the only thing he really said during the convention were these words let us raise a banner that the wise and the honest can repair the rest is in the hands of god uh and what he meant by that was do the right thing we haven't come this far to screw it up just do the right thing and it will be repairable in the future because they'll see that we tried to do the right thing and they'll want to do the right thing. But also, when you do the right thing, God's going to do what God's going to do and just accept the consequences one way or another. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, a lot of people took some uh, uh, consternation with that final sentence in my statement. But if you go to the preamble of our Constitution, what does it say? It says, we the people of these of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, what's the very first thing? Establish justice. So what our founding fathers knew was that in order to have a more perfect union, we had to have a Constitution. We had to have a rule of law. If we have gotten to the point where we don't believe in that rule of law, we're not going to have a more perfect union. And that's why I talked about a union, the words that they use, of law-abiding states that abide by the Constitution. That's how we have a perfect union. And you're right. Leaders, what I learned in the military, leaders know what right looks like. And leaders don't pick and choose when to do what is right, which comes back to what the Supreme Court uh, did last Friday. You do what is right all the time. You interpret the law. That is your responsibility by the Constitution. And now states have to be concerned, where do we go to redress our grievances if the highest court in the land, which by original jurisdiction, that's the only court we could go to, decided to not listen to us? So, Alan, let me... Let me ask you a difficult question. Say all of these things fail, 
and on the 20th of January or whatever it is, uh, the uh, Joe Biden is sworn in. And uh, that's just the ruling of the, the, you know, courts and the system and the and the legislatures and all of that. What is it going to take to get people to uh, come back into the fold and uh, and not split apart? Well, I think when you just said the ruling of the courts, first and foremost, the courts need to hear the people. And if the courts refuse to, to hear the people, then you're going to have an issue come uh, January the 20th. And we cannot live in a country where every single time there is a Republican that is elected, George W. Bush, he's illegitimate. When Donald Trump is elected, he's illegitimate. Let's resist him. When Amy Coney Barrett is uh, brought onto the Supreme Court by constitutional process, she's illegitimate. Brett Kavanaugh is illegitimate. We cannot have progressive socialists that believe that they can rule by absolutism and totalitarianism and everything that doesn't agree with them is illegitimate. So I think that the first and foremost, the American people need to go by the uh, electoral process, the ballot process. But if you start to have uh, mandates, edicts, orders, and decrees that are handed down, such as red flag laws, such as uh, mm-hmm. mandatory uh, gun buybacks, you know, these things, I believe that the, the American people have a right to say no. Thank you very much, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. Thanks for your stand and your time this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you. God you bless. Bet. God bless you. Merry Christmas. That was what I was looking for, because that's where, that's where I am. Okay? All right. Fight until the very end, but when the end is there and nobody's listening, okay. But if they start with unconstitutional things and they start taking away the things that are guaranteed in our rights, that's a different ballgame. That is an entirely different ballgame. Honey is our sponsor this half hour. The last minute Christmas shopping, last minute because when you're shopping online, you have to factor in shipping time, especially right now. While you're at it, they could be using uh, Honey, the app that will save you money when you shop. For one more week, there's a great Honey giveaway. Honey is helping to pay for a million dollars worth of free gifts this holiday season. It's thousands of prizes, prizes each week to Honey users. It might as well be you. You make a list of the gifts you want from certain stores, and Honey is going to watch it 24-7 to let you know when the price drops so you get the best price. But also on top of that, when you when you come on and you enter uh, uh, honey and you put it onto your computer and you create that account, you'll start they'll start putting gifts uh, on your drop list and you have a chance to win. So you put that list together. They're just going to randomly select from people and it could be you. Here's a fine print. No purchase necessary. You have to have a PayPal account to redeem the prize. And the giveaway ends December 21st. Valid only in the U.S. And to enter, go and, and for all the rules, go to joinhoney.com slash Beck. It's free. Joinhoney.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck pro- uh, Program. We were, we were just talking about the, uh, the problem that happened on uh, Friday with the Supreme Court with Lieutenant Colonel uh, Alan West. And I think I agree with his last statement, if I heard it right. You fight until it's over, and then when it's over, you 
you gather yourselves and stand for the Constitution. And if they start violating, if they start doing things like, uh, as he said, red flag laws, especially through executive order, they start mandatory uh, uh, registration for your gun. I, I'm not doing that. I'm yeah, not doing that. We all mandatory see. buyback. No, I'm not selling. A mandatory buyback. What a weird term that is. That is not, it's not what it is. It's just it's com, it's it's, it's confiscation you for confiscating your property. Yeah. Right? Like it's like it's not a it's compensate and confiscate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah, it's a, what it is. Uh, but that's not a that's not a buyback. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, there we have to constantly fight these battles. We've been fighting them the whole time. I mean, we fought them under Republican presidents mm-hmm. where you have to fight against people taking your constitutional rights. That's always been you know part of, of what we're doing here. It, see, it becomes uh, more and more intense the, as people get rid of these social and, and political norms where they're talking about doing all of these things that I would argue are unconstitutional. We have to fight against them. And that's, you know, that's, there are obviously lines to that. And the way that we do that is important, but of course you fight for your constitutional Mm -hmm. rights. And I would fight for them, whether it was Democrats or Republicans trying so to take I. them. So would I. Mean, I. I. You know, I, we've sat, I've sat here. I could give you examples from the, even this administration that I thought, you know, the the the, uh, the bump stock ban I thought was absolutely unconstitutional. Right. I, you know, and again, that was something that Trump did. And we talked about it a lot. Um, I, that that Absolutely, you have to fight for those things. You have to. I mean, you if you don't do that, if you if there are not people who are sitting back and 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 saying, wait a minute. There are lines here. There are constitutional lines that cannot be crossed. You know, w- people keep talking about this in the in the context of the election and that Trump is doing things that no other president has done. First of all, all these things have been done by Democrats uh, before and pre- right. past, even in recent elections, even in 2016, many right. of these things were, were were done. And I look at this kind of as a, you know, you, you, you these are attorneys, right? Attorneys are looking for every way possible to get their person to win. We knew this happened with people with John Kerry and Al Gore. It's happening with with Trump here. Um, and you can say that maybe this one's valid and the last ones weren't. But the bottom line is these te- these teams are going to fight for their team to win mm-hmm. using every legal a- pathway they can think of. That's not something that's crazy in our system. In fact, you could argue if you were to say that there was absolutely no fraud, right? Let's just say, for example, no fraud at all. Everything went down the exact way it was supposed to. You could argue that our system has worked really well. Right. You could argue that you would say, well, if this president, if let's just say Barack Obama was doing this, the fact that these are all broken up around different states with different systems protects against someone overreaching. So if there actually is overreach and there's nothing to these cases, then the system is going to reject that. We just have to make sure the system stays together, because if it breaks apart, then we're every other nation on this earth. And we've seen what that's led to. New constitutions, you know, riots, uh, all bad sorts things. of crazy things. All you kinds of bad things. <laughs> yeah, bad things. Venezuela. Mm. Venezuela. All right, back in just a second. You know, if you're in the age range where you're starting to think about joining a seniors group, or if you're already a member of one, it's important to know that there are not only other options, but there is a much better option than AARP. It's called AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, and it is the way you want to go. When you join AMAC, you're not only going to get all the benefits that you're looking for, but you're also going to be involved with conservative activism on the ground level. Right now, for example, AMAC is continuing its drive to keep the focus on the COVID nurse 
nursing home deaths front and center by backing support bills and pressure campaigns. This is the kind of thing that you're not going to get anywhere else. People representing the things that you believe in and standing up for you. That's why you have to get with AMAC. Stand with AMAC as they fight the good fight. Become a member today. Benefits are great, but the cause is even greater. So join right now. AMAC.US slash Beck. That's AMAC.US slash Beck. AMAC is better. Better for you. Better for America. Hello, America, and welcome to the program. If you are a longtime listener of mine, you know that there is one book that I have recommended so hard. I mean, it's probably etched into your memory when I say the words 5,000-year leap. You're like, oh, my gosh, don't talk about that again. I think that is the best book on the American principles I've ever read. I think it is so important that every single household, every child, every adult reads The 5,000-Year Leap. I have not seen another book that good and that important and that timely until the book I'm going to introduce you to next. And I didn't write it and I don't get a dime from it. I wish I would. Is there a way we can get some money from this? (laughs) There's always There's a way. There's always a way. Okay, call Andrew Cuomo. He'll find a way. Uh, we'll introduce you to that book in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I don't know about you, but one of the things I'm most excited about this holiday season is food. <laughs> yes, food. Uh, I'm going to be stuffing my face the whole time. And I don't know if you've seen, but I have a very large face. Yeah. It's, it's getting bigger. Something wrong with the camera? I think there are problems with cameras all over this place. Right. I notice it all the time on my show, too. Right. It's really? Like, I don't look You're like that. F- yeah. I look I, like that's somebody who looks like 40 pounds right. heavier than I am. And somehow or another, that camera technology is getting into the mirrors of my house, too. Yes. Right. I noticed the same thing. Wow. She, we've got a. This is part of it. This conspir- is Edward Snowden. Where are it's you? It's a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. It's a conspiracy to make us feel fat. Yep. Anyway, back to food. <laughs> the deluxe griller assortment is available now from Omaha Steaks. Free burgers. Uh, you get four free burgers when you get one of these specials. You're going to get steaks and hot dogs and chicken. I mean, it's it's just the best. If you've never had an Omaha steak, you don't know how good and how tender steaks can be. Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com. Enter Beck into the search bar, and that's where you're going to find all the specials for the griller packages all ready to go for Christmas for you or for someone else. Omaha Steaks, not just steak, man. It is, it's a guaranteed gift and uh, guaranteed joy. You know, we were talking about the COVID vaccine, how it, it, it's now, it, what it does is it, it's injected in, it grows protein, right? It, it, it directs your body to do to that. To grow protein. To grow a protein. Why didn't I know this earlier? Could we get it to have it grow a steak in me belly? <laughs> You say, well, I'll take I mean, a the vaccine. Fun part of eating is usually passing through the mouth. No, is that not okay? It can grow it in my mouth. Oh, okay. You know what you I mean. You can do that without a vaccine. Grow it on. <laughs> yeah, you just jam it down your gullet. Mm-hmm. Omaha State. I'm a thinker, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm glad I have you around because. You know what'll sell and what won't. <laughs> OmahaSteaks.com. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter in the search bar the word Beck to find all the great specials. OmahaSteaks.com. So the number one question I am asked online 
in person skywriting. I'm expecting skywriters to say, what do we do? Um, that is a topic, I think, for the first of the year, um, because it requires much more prayer uh, than I have uh, afforded it at this point. The thing that we I know we must do is recognize that much of what's going on is our fault because we didn't educate ourselves and we didn't educate our children. We thought we were because we put them. Think of how stupid this is. We put them in a state run school and expected that state run school that was getting federal funding to teach our children never trust the state or the federal government. That's not going to work out well. It's not going to work out well. Uh, and it hasn't. So the first thing we have to do is re-educate ourselves. And if you are looking for a Christmas gift, or if you, are just, if you just want to make sure that you know the American story, I want you to buy the new book called, and I have nothing to do with this, The American Story, The Beginnings. This is by David and Tim Barton. It is the best book that they have ever read, uh, that they have ever uh, written. Uh, it, is, it tells our story in very short chapters and really takes you from just before the pilgrims uh, and takes you through the founding and the separation of church and state and everything else. And the great thing is it has like, a, gosh, what is this, a 50-page 50 page uh, footnotes in the back. So you don't have to you don't have to trust David Barton. Boy, it's boy. It's it's much more than 50 pages. Um, you don't have to trust David Barton, the author. Uh, you can go look it up for yourself. The American story. Get this for your family for Christmas. Get one for each kid. David, welcome to the program. Hey, guys. Good to be with you. Uh, you're in a, you're, it sounds like you're in a bad cell spot, David. Um, uh, so tell me about the book. I, you know, you gave this to me, what, about a month ago, month and a half ago, and it's just like you. I thought this was a galley and you were like, Hey, here's a new book. Read this. It's not a galley. It's the actual book. It's finished. <laughs> um, and, and so I didn't say anything. I started to read it. Uh, and David, I I think I finished the first. I sat down to read it, and I ended up at the Boston Massacre, which is page one hundred and twenty nine. Before I got up, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, the time has flown." Uh, it, this is fantastic, fantastic, David. Thank you, sir. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of what we've learned over the years is that the story of America is best told in stories, amazingly. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we've gotten away from in, in recent decades and even the past century since progressives have come in. We just don't tell stories well anymore. And when you look at the stories, and you know whether it be the Boston Massacre or whether it be back to the Pilgrims or back to even Columbus, who's got to be the greatest villain in the world today, and that's simply because we no longer know the story. We just know the narrative that, that groups like 16, 19, and others would, would push on us. And we just don't know the stories anymore. So that's what we felt was really important to get out, was to, to go back to the people, find out who they are, and tell the story of what occurred. And as you said, we footnoted it all. Our objective is to document truth. And so we've gone back to original sources that we've been collecting for years. And that's really the basis of telling the American story. I mean, David, it is, it's really fantastic. And you've told, 
you've told Christopher Columbus story in, uh, gosh, 20, uh, no, not even that, uh, t- 10 pages, 10 pages, the, everything you need to know about Christopher Columbus, at least just to get a handle on who he really was and what really happened. Um, and so you start there, then you go through the ref- reformation, which is what, three or four pages. You tell them in such a clear and concise way, and you don't get bogged down in all of the stuff that usually is on your history test. That doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, that's, that was me, Glenn, because I, I was a math and science guy. I was the principal of the school. I taught math and science. I hated history. I did not like history. I stayed completely away from it until I started finding the stories. And, and when we literally started collecting the old stuff, you go, my gosh, I've never heard this before. Who's this guy? Never, never heard of uh, a Wentworth Cheswell and never heard of a Jack Sisson, all these black heroes that suddenly started popping up in the American Revolution. You go, we wouldn't be America without these black heroes. I've never heard these guys. And so that's what got me into history was finding out all this stuff that I had never been exposed to and what was considered to be a fairly, fairly rigorous educational training that I had. I'd never heard of any of these guys. And so now I love history because it is the stories, but that's not where America's been for a while. I think I was kind of vicariously typical of a lot of people, uh, the reasons we don't like history. And that's, that's what we're trying to get around with this book. You have seven chapters just on uh, the pilgrims to the Pur- uh, Puritans. Why? The pilgrims, as it turns out, and, and this is, let, let me back up to say one of the things that we've done over the years is we've seen the attacks on different aspects of history. And not knowing if they're true or not, we go back and say, well, is that accurate? And let's go back and see what the truth is. And so we'll research it. And so we're really aware of a lot of the things that attack America in so many ways. And the 1619 Project is one of those. Now, at the time we were doing this book three years ago, 1619 Project hadn't come up yet. But we'd already seen the attacks coming from the professors, et cetera. And so the narrative is that America is founded as as this great slavery. We were founded on slavery. Everything about America is slavery. The free market system is based on slavery. That's why you can't have it anymore. And everything is that way, except that's just not the way it was in America. Slavery did come in, but it didn't even come in in 1619. The first legal case of slavery is 1651, so they've missed that already. But it was not the Jamestown people that guided America. It was the pilgrims and what they brought. They're the ones who brought the free market. They're the ones who brought equality. They're the ones who brought great relations with Native Americans. They're the ones who established private property. The things that America believes in didn't come out of 1619 or Jamestown. They came out of the Plymouth people. They came out of the Bible-oriented Reformation people who said, hey, here's what the Scripture says about how we get along with others and about how we, how we work and how we have private property and how we have free market." And that's what the key to the narrative is. It's not the 1619, it's the pilgrims. And so that's why we spent a little more time on that to show how that they developed all the good things of America, and they don't need to be torn down just because the 1619 Project wants to wrongly claim a bad narrative. And you cover um, uh, Jamestown uh, as well. And you talk about you talk about the pilgrims. You know, when you say they were for fr- private property, they weren't always for private property. When they were coming over, they had uh, almost a united order. They had almost socialism or communism uh, is what they were going to do based on uh, everybody being, you know, a a loving brother in Christ will just put everything together. And it didn't work out. 
it did not work out. And that's one of the things I really like about, about the pilgrims is the courage they had to change their own lives and abandon what they had previously believed if they found what the truth was. And in their case, they grew up in a world that everybody in the world at that time thought slavery was fine. Everybody in the world at that time thought having, an, uh, having a top-heavy government was a good thing to do, whether it was a king or a monarch or something else. Uh, everybody in the world at the time was, was essentially practicing socialism slash communism. And so that's what they've grown up in. But as they take the individual time to get in the scriptures and say, wait a minute, did you see what that scripture just said? That's not what we've been doing for the last 500 or 700 years. And so they are really, really great thinkers in the sense that they would look at things objectively and say, hey, here's what the scripture says, but we're not doing that. Let's do what the scripture says, because that's going to work out better. And they did have the courage to take themselves on and change so many things that they did. And so even as the governor, William Bradford, said, he said, we, we had the socialistic system as if we were wiser than God. And then we found what the truth was. And that's what I appreciate about the pilgrims is the fact that they were looking for truth. And when they found it, they had the courage to apply it. And if they had not have done that, we would not have the model that we have from that culture. And it's a great model for America to follow. They, they are really uh, great examples of using the scientific theory. Are they not? They are. And, you know, for me, I have I'm on a new crusade right now. And, and I have never in my life thought that truth is as important as I think it is now. And I, I am sold on that. And I know that there's areas probably where I don't know what the truth is yet, and I've got to find that. And so I, I'm learning how to dig things out that I've never had to dig out before. And I have come to the point where I can no longer accept uh, what any – we've gone through the last several decades with good intentions. We didn't think our teachers were specifically lying to us, and we thought they were doing what they could – we didn't think the media was specifically lying to us. And now we don't believe that anymore. And, and so the question is, who can I trust? How can I trust? And where can I find what's accurate and what's true, whether it be in the election stuff or whether it be in what's going with education or economics or anything else? There are folks now who are just repeating stupid stuff because that's what they were told. And we just can't trust the good intentions anymore. And so I've really been on a quest for truth and going back and finding out what is true and a lot of the things we're talking about in that book really have not been presented through American education in probably 80 or 90 years. And so it's been a rediscovery journey for me, but it, it takes that scientific type of inquiry to go back and test everything and check it out and, and look at the, the results, check the evidence. And I think that's, that's where America is going to have to get back to is not only do we have to have a love for the truth, now we have to go find the truth. And that's something that, that we have not had to do in America for 100 years. We've trusted our teachers. We've trusted our leaders. We've trusted the political people. You know, we may have had differences, but they weren't at, 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 in, in their intents bad. We can't make that assumption anymore. And no. so we're in a whole different period. And that's really kind of what has driven me to, to do what we did in this book. Well, David, you uh, accomplished it and then some, as I say, and I and you know, I mean this because I, I wrote it to you. I'm not just saying this on the air. I wrote it to you uh, after I finished the first hundred and twenty some pages uh, in one sitting. I said, David, this is an exceptional book. I mean, it is the one history book that I would urge every home to have. There's only another the only other book I have really just pounded on that is the 5,000 year leap 
It is the one that gives you all of the principles of America. And if you understand those principles, you understand how you can recreate it. You also understand what's wrong with America. This, the American story, the beginnings needs to be in every listener home. It don't don't buy it to digital download, buy it to have a paper copy of it in your home. Uh, the American Story, The Beginnings by David and Tim Barton. Uh, David, can you buy this on Amazon? Yes, sir. It's available on all major outlets. That's better than what I could probably say here. Uh, so, <laughs> David, thank you very much. The American Story, The Beginnings. Could you hold for a sec? Because I want to talk to you after the break about something else. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm hold here. on. Thanks, David. All right. After spending the weekend in D.C. and hanging out at the White House Christmas party, I'm coming to the conclusion that you know what the president needs right behind the Oval Office, right there by the garden, you know, just mm-hmm. on the little patio area. Yep. Mm-hmm. He needs a grill. Yes. He needs. Yeah, wouldn't that have driven them out of their mind if he just <laughs> just throws a rec tech out? If he out? just would have thrown a rec tech out there, they would be like, he's grilling outside. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. The, uh, he brought the f- McDonald's into the, into yeah, the White House. I think that th- this would be a much yeah. better move. Uh, okay, so the food is great at the White House. Trust me, it was really good. Not complaining. Whole staff of people who your tax dollars are paying for just to cook all the meal, all the meals. When the president could just throw a steak on the back, just you know, stick the thermometer in it, uh, and it would take care of it. Everything. I mean, it takes care of the temperature and just alerts the president on his phone uh, that hey, your food's done. I mean, wouldn't that be better for the taxpayers? Sure. And it would drive the press out of their mind. <laughs> it's worth it. I say we get a rec tech for the White House. Rec tech. Follow them on social media. Sign up for their newsletter. You're going to find all kinds of new recipes. And you really kind of enter this community. It's really cool. R-E-C-T-E-Q. With a Q at the end, it's rectech.com. Rectech.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. David Barton is uh, with us, and he's talking about his new book, The American Story, The Beginnings, that he wrote uh, with his son, who, David, you must be so proud. Your son is is just an exceptional man, exceptional man. Yeah, he is, and he has far surpassed me in so many areas, and I am so proud of him doing that. Uh, I've learned a lot of history from him because he's in a generation that questions things differently than I did. Yeah. And so he's much more familiar with what's being taught today, which is why the the leadership training program is so cool, because he is so aware of what's out there and has dug into it and found out the truth about issues. And so I have learned so much from him. We have been so waylaid by the uh, election this year. We were going to start our uh, leadership training programs online before the end of the year. Obviously, we're not going to be able to do that, but we will do it in January uh, once everything calms down. Uh, because a lot of people don't know this, but David is involved politically uh, in many, many states. And so he is always traveling. Um, can you tell me, we've got about two minutes, David. Can you tell me your thoughts on the Supreme Court case and what they said on Friday? 
I thought it was interesting, not that they rejected a 7-2, but that the other two said, even if we accepted it, we would not have ruled for Texas. So it's really unanimous rejection. So it's not a partisan thing necessarily. It's a standing thing. There are still three cases at the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, There's still a lot left to to do with this thing. Uh, We saw discovery over the weekend. We're trying to get a protective order lifted so that we can see the forensic evidence of what happened on those 22 Dominion machines. So this thing is still far from over, but the, the legal eyes have certainly been on the Texas rejection, although that is certainly not the full story. Uh, well, I will tell you, it's um, interesting that we came out and found out that the Russians did hack into uh, the government, including the Treasury. They have had access for a while and they were using they were hacking into a specific system, the same system used by the voting machines. And yet. Man, can you imagine if that would have broken and the worlds were reversed? The, the news would be all over that. It's a Russian hack. It's a Russian hack. Yeah, we, we knew about that actually a, a year ago. One of the guys who's doing the forensic examinations talked to our legislators a year ago and said, hey, here's the deal. Here's what the Russians have done. We've spotted where they've come in. And, and a year ago, he was telling the legislators about this. Uh, so he's one of the guys intimately involved in, in what's going on with the forensic data. But you're right. This is stuff that, that should have been news. It, it was not. It should have been, though. Yeah. David Barton, thank you so much. We'll talk again, my friend. Uh, David Barton, the name of the book is The American Story, The Beginnings. It is fantastic, all footnoted, uh, and takes you from Columbus to the uh, end of slavery with Lincoln. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Uh, Our sponsor is Goldline. The Electoral College is convening. They're voting right now. What is the what's the what's the vote so far, Stu? Uh, nothing has gone. Okay. Uh, no, no faithless electors or anything like that so far. It's all to, all to, uh, the projected plan. They're certifying the winner of the presidential election today. Uh, we're already, you know, printing money with, uh, with the czar Janet Yellen, who's likely to blast the U S debt into the stratosphere, uh, and send the dollar to the bottom of the ocean. Please, please do your homework before the end of the year and find out if gold or silver is right for you. Find out how you can even self-direct your retirement account. They have a special going on. How to have physical gold and, and silver delivered directly to your front door. It is never too late to get started. Uh, one of the f- great products is one that I helped create called the Gold Legal Tender Bar. You can break it into 10 pieces. It's available limited time only. Goldline.com. Call them 866-GOLDLINE. And you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks on your subscription to Blaze TV. Do it today. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This weekend, we sat down, my wife and I, we went over the Christmas list. We checked it twice. Uh, now we're trying to figure out when do we have time to go get any of it or even spend time to go online to get it. Uh, but uh, Christmas is right around the corner. We've just uh, introduced a new website today uh, that is convenient, I guess, for Christmas. Uh, if you are into uh, any of my political art or covid art most people don't know that i i paint 
but I do. And you can go to glenbeckart.com right now, glenbeckart.com. And we've just got a few of my uh, paintings up. We'll be adding more, but um, we have the COVID series and the political series, which I really... I like both of them myself. First of all, we should point out that you were named the 100th most important person in the world of art. Yes. That is true yes. uh, by yes. some art magazine many years yeah, ago. Many years ago. And I still think it applies. I think you hold, yeah. once you're there, you're, you're there. Oh, you're always there. You're always Now, there. we're only saying that because they meant it as a, as a slam, <laughs> and uh, we want to make sure that we hold on to that title and let them know mm-hmm. how, how important it makes us feel. It does. It's it does, very important yeah. to all of us, though. So. Uh, that's why I can remember the name of the magazine so it's so much in my heart that I can't quite <laughs> I come up with the I words to describe what it was. I wish I could. I can't remember. But, um, but uh, yeah, the, the two series here are pretty interesting. I love uh, on the, you have an election series. Mm. And you wouldn't think of Glenn Beck as a guy who gives weight loss tips. That's not necessarily the right? thing this you'd is say. A good, this is a good one, though. <laughs> I do love this one. I love this. It says, lose weight fast. Try socialism. And has a, <laughs> you know, it's really... <laughs> It was, uh, I was working in my sketch pad uh, on this one, and uh, my wife was like, what are you drawing? I'm like, I'm trying to draw like a skinny Ethiopian kid. I can't get him right. And she's like, what? What are you doing? And, I, and then I told her, it's lose weight fast, try socialism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a little Venezuelan. And it kind of works both, both ways. Lose weight f- fast, like quickly, and also... But you're pretty much going to fast your way yeah, to yeah. weight loss yeah. when you try socialism. It's great. You'll Ch- be eating zoo animals within <laughs> a month. It's fantastic. Uh, you have a great uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez creepy yeah, head, yeah. Uh, which I which I love. Yeah, yeah. Um, great. Uh, what about uh, who? What, what the real Russian collusion was? Uh, you can look at the mm-hmm. the gas can next to it. I really like the gas can. Uh, and people are like, why is that in the election series? Because I look at it's called the media. <laughs> Uh, and I just, they are just, they pour gasoline mm-hmm. on fires all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. They're burning the whole country down. Uh, Geppetto and his little wooden boy is also very good. What's the last one? Uh, which one? The last one at the end. Uh, avarice. What's it's a uh, poison. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, what's uh, the story behind that one? Uh, I just, I like the idea of, uh, a bubbling, uh, brew of poison and what's poisoning, what's killing our society, what's killing us. Mm. And, uh, and I, I had a hard time deciding what that poison would be. I, I actually was going to make a series of a whole bunch of different poisons. Yeah. Uh, and one of them was fame. Uh, one of them was fortune. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, decided uh, this one was avarice. So now, now your COVID series, um, is conf- cl- conflicting to me because like I see your, uh, COVID Gothic yeah. print, which yeah. is, uh, you know, like the, you, you know, what's the name of is It's called American, American Gothic, Gothic, right? Yeah. The two, the, the father and most people think it's his wife, but it's his actually his father and his daughter, uh, farmers standing in front of their house and he's got the pitchfork. Mm-hmm. You've seen the picture a million times. Yeah, uh, yours. Uh, they're wearing masks. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and can you zoom in on yours? If you look yeah. in, you look at her eyes, and she's like, uh, "Dad, what's going on? Right. What's happening here?" <laughs> the thing that conflicts me most about this one, though, is it. It appears you actually have talent. <laughs> like I. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's actually really well done. And I would you. expect you, to, in, in, you know, to be really bad at pretty much everything. Right. This is, th- that's the only one that you think. No, uh, that was, I would say is the most, uh, maybe the most impressive one. The Abraham Lincoln one is really amazing as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're all really good. I like really the, good, my that favorites. One. My favorites are uh, the COVID Gothic. Mm. The keep calm and carry on yeah. with uh, Winston Churchill. The Abraham Lincoln shall not perish from the earth. Uh, and the COVID with the Indian. That comes from an old Apple box uh, from the 1940s. And I don't remember what it said. Maybe California uh, up on there. It was like California apples. I don't think I've ever seen Abraham Lincoln wearing a, a surgical mask before. Uh, no, uh, no. That one is it? Uh-uh. No, but it's 100% approved by the state. Oh, good. So it's really, mm-hmm. it's good. And uh, if you'll notice on the Winston Churchill mask, it says China on the mask <laughs> hell yeah and you the covid right the indian uh says i just uh, just reproduced really the apple box thing uh except instead of california says covid and then the little little ball on the side says from china and his medal that he's wearing around his neck says natural 100 percent made by hand oh it makes me feel better about yeah. it yeah mm-hmm. so i thought that was uh <laughs> thought that was good that's great stuff glenbeckart.com is the place to go and if you order now you can uh get them their g clay so that this is a stretched framed canvas uh suitable for framing or hanging as is uh but uh you can get them now at glenbeckart.com hopefully uh after the new year we'll make some t-shirts and some mugs and things like that i have to talk to them and see how long that takes to be able to get that ready but uh you know maybe we can have that up in a couple of days don't know if it'll make it for uh for Christmas, but the art will make it for Christmas. We have the uh, supplies in house and ready to go. So if you want to order that, you can get it uh, before Christmas. So you can give it to whoever, a loved one, maybe a person you hate. You know, somebody who's like, they gave me this ugly art and I don't know what to do with it. And they come over all the time. So I can't like keep it in a closet. I got to hang it because they'll say, Where is it? I've done that before, by the way. I have done that. I have given people something really hideously ugly and said, this is so important to me. I, I've had it for years and it would mean so much if you'd hang it in your home and then they open it up and it's really oh, hideous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, that, no, we can't take this <laughs> from you. And I'm like, no, no, I've waited for a long time for the right person. <laughs> and I just think it would be perfect in your house. And then I don't tell them for about a month and I visit them often during that month just to make sure that it's hanging. Mm -hmm. And every time I leave, they're like, what the hell are we going to do? We got to tell them we hate this art. (laughs) Then I come in about a month later and I tell them, by the way, I got that at a garage sale. Uh, like two days before I stopped by your house. It's... Anyway. You don't like your friends, do you? <laughs> well, I don't have a lot. For no. some for some strange reason, I, I don't seem to have a lot. Anyway, uh, it's uh, glenbeckart.com, glenbeckart.com. All right. Whether you're dealing with sick kids at home or monitoring the overall health of the people who work for you, I can assure you there is a better way than what you're doing right now. Taking temperatures can be a real pain in the butt. Literally, especially if you're taking it with babies, we're taking it with children at any any time, having them, you know, sit still long enough to get it. And if you're using one of the ear thermometers, those things, they vary so wildly. There is a way to get a really accurate, consistent temperature, and it's called Tempentoss. 
this is the temp and toss is the best new way to take temperature accurately for hours at a time it's a paper thermometer that just sticks to the forehead and once it's there it gives an accurate temperature readout all day long so you're not wrestling with the kids it's just there they don't even notice that it's there if you have employees this is what the ford uh, motor company is using in all of their um, assembly lines they're using these paper monitors from temp and toss because you can see immediately what somebody's temperature is. Temp and Toss. It's available now at tempandtoss.com slash back to work. You can get them by bulk, you know, in 5,000 at a roll if you want, three to 5,000 in a roll. Or you can just go to major retailers if it's just for you and the family. It's tempandtoss.com slash back to work. You're listening to Glenn Beck. No. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Sorry, we were just talking about we're talking about my art, and I don't know why the Stu just brought up. Hey, I heard this fake art thing. <laughs> it was a documentary on like art that isn't actually like legitimately what it says it is. So people pay all this money for these, uh, oh, these yeah. auctions, and so much of it is faked. I mean, I was surprised at the numbers. It was a very high percentage. Oh of, yeah, of this they believe is fake, big time. They, you know, when I bought. Um, uh, for the museum, I bought a, um, a Winslow Homer, who is one of the best American artists out there. And he did something during Reconstruction that is very anti-slavery, if you know the story. But nobody wanted to bid on it at this time because nobody wanted to own a painting of slaves, even though it's a Winslow Homer. Um, and uh, it, when we went through it, the people that I bought it through, they were like, we will check on it. We'll check on it. I mean, x-rays, the canvas was tested. Everything was tested to make sure that it is the real thing. Mm. And that was shocking. But apparently people are very good at faking stuff. Yeah. Like I, there it's the documentary is called there are no fakes. Mm. And it's about uh, one of the guys that's featured in it is the guy. One of the guys from bare naked ladies, the, the band. Mm-hmm. who apparently went and tried to buy some piece of art that was very expensive and then later on kind of came to the conclusion it wasn't real. And it goes through the whole thing. It's, it's really wild because it's like, I always say this about my my wife. Uh, you know, she has a wedding ring, obviously, and she wears it and it's yeah. jewelry. And I, I she's like, oh, you know, like it's it's only this much money. And I think to myself, like it could be any amount of money. I have no idea if it's real or fake. I have no idea whether like it's just a shiny thing you wear. And like, honestly, a good part of me hopes it's fake. You know why? Because if you ever <laughs> you leave didn't. me, okay, you've got nothing. <laughs> nothing. You can't sell it. They're going to realize it's a piece of trash. I don't care if I'm overspending it for now. When you walk out that door, you got nothing, nothing on your finger. <laughs> <laughs> i'm rooting so wait, to be wait, ripped so, off so did you buy it you bought her the ring or did she buy I the ring i bought you know i mean when you for initially proposed yeah, right, right, this, right. this ring has been updated it okay. is now apparently one full diamond mind worth so you worth, so worth, wait 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 worth. so she's updated it oh she well she makes recommendations all right okay, okay. hey you know what? Right. it's a good christmas present yeah and birthday and anniversary and <laughs> flag day uh, yeah i don't i don't mm-hmm. I, I do that with my i've seen we're married to the opposite if i was married to lisa mm-hmm. we'd be broke okay because <laughs> i'm true. just like she is 
And Tanya is just like you. Right. That's why it makes such a good relate because Tanya doesn't care about any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want any of that stuff. I, you know, I've been pumping her for I don't know how many weeks now about Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Right. Give us some idea. The entire family is about to have an intervention. <laughs> some idea. Right. Anything. And she'd be like, I don't. Well, I. No, I don't need anything. Oh, that's so frustrating. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Well, I don't have that problem. Uh, I get just links sent yeah. to me directly. You like that? Buy this I think thing. I would. Mm-hmm. I think I would like that. Because see, that's what I do to my. That's what I. <laughs> I send her just links. That is not because, at all surprising. <laughs> no, the only thing is because she just she'll buy something and it, it won't be right, and then she'll be like, "I just I don't I hate buying stuff for you," and I'm like, "Well, it's it's a." Uh, same because I buy stuff for you and you don't wear it or don't like it or whatever. And just like we're just in the send me a link portion of our relationship. That is what happens. Where it's fine. It's I, fine. The first, you know, whatever, how many years it was that I was together with my wife, it was a lot of like this, you know, like big surprises and, and really creative gift giving. And now it's like she just sends me a link or she'll just put it on her Instagram. I, I go, she'll just be like, go to my Instagram. You can find it there. <laughs> At least the page made me do it. Go find it. And then she'll just put the link there, and I'll just, that's what I'm supposed to that's buy. That's fine. That's great. That's, I, I mean, at some level, you just, if what you are you going to do? Are you going like, to keep fighting it? So my wife mm-hmm. used to buy ties for me, and I, I like ties. Mm-hmm. I never liked the ties she would buy for me. And so then I'd be like, oh, okay, I love it. I love it. And then she would say, how come you rarely wear my tie? And I'm like, I only wear it when I know I'm going to be with you. <laughs> so you think I love it and I don't. I don't uh, love it. Well, and so I, there are two different cultures when it comes to that. Yeah. And my wife and I come from different schools on that as well. And that like I've heard her get presents and give presents to other family members. And they'll just be like, oh, my gosh, I don't like this at all. Like at Christmas, like unwrap the present. Oh God, this I would never wear this. I would never wear this. And they'll say it right to each other. And like, I kind of like that. I kind of like it. Too. There is something endearing about it. it. Although it's it's like I I don't I don't know that I've ever seen it as direct as they are in their family. I kind of like that. I like that actually because yeah, you know I because you always follow it up with look if you don't like it just return it. No, I love, no, it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And you don't. And then you're stuck with it and you should return it. But on the other side, there's it, it, it really. I mean, it's the thought that counts is, is somewhat of a meaningless slogan, but it is a factor there, right? Like someone who likes you has gone out of their way to purchase something for you. No, unless they're teenagers, because then they just go out to a store and they're like that. Oh, oh you mean? Yeah. Wait till you have teenagers. They don't actually care. They don't. A teenage boy doesn't care. Does not care. Walks in just that. It says world's greatest uncle. <laughs> I know, Dad. It's just and honey, I don't celebrate Kwanzaa. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand that, uh, <laughs> Dad. It was just in the checkout line. That's what it. That's what it was. <laughs> it was the thing that mistakenly fell into my basket right. when I was buying Fritos. Right. That was I, it. I was there buying something else, yeah. and Mom said, "Have you gotten your dad a gift yet?" And I was already in line. Here it is. Baby Ruth. God bless you. Merry Christmas. That's why I tell him every year, you know, you're getting in my will. My best regards. (laughs) That's what you're getting. And I have put that in my will. And to Rafe, because I, I will in some parts of me so want to be dead. So I can just watch his face (laughs) when the attorney reads. And to my son, Rafe, I leave 
My best regards. <laughs> it does say pause while reading this aloud to him. Really? Yes. Well, because they have that. Um, do you remember that movie Brewster's Millions? Uh, yeah. Back in the day, yeah. they had like the the the. Uh, the guy who's, you know, the the uncle or whoever it was yeah, yeah. had recorded a video right. where he actually read the thing and just explained it. I mean, that might be something you want to consider. It might be. Yeah, it just... might be. It would, it would cheer the family up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to some extent. No. When I say, because I've blown everything else, it's all gone. That might temper the comedy a bit. A bit. <laughs> program.